This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Found your podcast. I'm like, hmm. okay, I need, you know, I need to get my brain thinking about detailing and, you know, I'll get online and research and... When I saw your podcast and started listening to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, I just landed on a gold box. Fellow auto detailers, welcome to the show that features interviews with today's most successful auto detailers. This is the Auto Detailing Podcast. Here's your host, Jimbo Balaam. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Auto Detailing Podcast. Today's episode is very, very cool. So I hope you enjoy it. As always, this episode is brought to you by the Detailer Inner Circle. You can learn more at detailerinnercircle.com and, of course, jimbodaily.com, all the auto detailing accessories I use. I think I'm planning a little rebrand on that, so stay tuned for that. But for now, jimbodaily.com and, uh, yeah, Detailer Inner Circle. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, everyone, welcome to this episode of the Auto Detailing Podcast. I'm excited for this one. We have a marketing director um, of a a, a shop that does mainly uh, business-to-business detailing, so dealership detailing. So her name is Mikkel. She's with Parkside Detail and Accessories. And Mikkel, welcome to the Auto Detailing Podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about being on your podcast. Um, I listen to a lot of your podcasts just, you know, when I'm trying to come up with ideas and things. So uh, it's really exciting for me to be on here today. <laughs> and <laughs> thanks for taking the time. And and like I told you, when we just had a, our brief phone call, um, I really like to try to get the, the, the female voice or the female side of things. Sometimes, especially the detailing industry can get so male dominated that it's nice to bring in a different perspective. I know for me, Whenever I bring my wife into something, whether it's like an episode idea or or a video idea or whatever, she always has like like a way better idea and a way better execution. So um, <laughs> it's usually our, our smarter our smarter counterparts happen to be female. So um, anyway, but tell us about Parkside Detailing, and then also tell us about you and your role there and how that came to be. Um, okay, so Parkside Detail Accessories started about 10 years ago, and it basically started for a need in Toyota Knoxville, because um, we're based out of Knoxville, so um, they just were running out of space, and they wanted to be able to offer the customers more, um, they wanted to be able to do more like a one-stop shop kind of place, um, so they built a big warehouse right across the street. Um, and we started off with no name. We didn't have a name. We were just 
the people in the building that clean the cars for the dealership, pretty much. <laughs> Did the um, dealership own it or they just created, sorry, I do happen to interrupt no, a lot. Fine. Did the dealership yep. own it or just... Did they have like whoever their detailers were at the time start it as like a separate business? No. So, um, gentlemen, uh, Doug White and Terry Taylor, they kind of own most of the dealerships in this area. And so Doug White decided that he wanted to be able to give that to his customers at the dealership. So he pretty much, he, um, he built the building. And, um, his business partner, which is my, um, my mentor, my boss, Randy Loveday, um, put, um, reconditioning, detailing, car washes. We have an auto butler machine that's kind of like before ceramic coating was the thing, it was auto butler. Um, and, and what is that? So Cause I'm naive. I'm, I'm also very naive to the dealership side of detailing too. So what is the auto butler? So the auto butler is like a bus machine that we do on every single one of the vehicles. Um, it it uh, protects the paint from oxidation, from, you know, it's not, it's not as, it doesn't feel as hard as a ceramic coating with the nanotechnology, but it does the same thing and they'll sell it in F&I. Um, Got it. And, you know, it's like a warranty option you mm -hmm. can purchase with the vehicle. Gotcha. Um, Kind of like before they came out with all this new, mm -hmm. you know, nano technology. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks. Um, so, but, um, so everybody came over here. We, we needed room and we were, like I said, just detailers over here. Um, and then we also have our reconditioning side. So, you know, the, the business grew and it grew so much that people were like coming just to the building and like going, hey, can I get these services without going to the dealership you know can i just come yeah. bring my car and get it detailed or can right. i come bring the car and you know get my windshield chip repaired or my mm. wheels repaired and it just kind of grew itself um and how i came into play is two years ago i came on the team um and i was washing cars like i we have a fast lane where we just run cars through the car wash mm -hmm. um and I started washing cars and it was kind of funny because <laughs> which I'm best friends with, with Lance, our shop foreman now, but I drove him absolutely crazy because when I came on the team, all of the guys were really mad because I cleaned the car a lot faster and way better than they did. <laughs> See, true to my point earlier, right? Of like, you, you girls usually have the better idea, the clearer vision, the better execution, the better cleaning, that... I'm glad that rang true. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So and you're showing them up. Yeah, I did. And it was really causing some disruption with the guys. Like, okay, why is this girl showing off? You know, so the director noticed like this ruckus that I was causing. And he decided to pull me into his office and I became his assistant. So I've got to see... I've got to see things on so many different levels um, mm. because not only like knowing the products and the chemicals and, right. you know, putting a certification class that now all of our detailers have to go through a master's McGuire certification class to be a detailer. I mean, just all these different fun projects that I've got to, got to see 
Um, but then he put me in charge of growing our retail business, and that's how I became the marketing director. Wow. Um, so you've really yeah. seen, though. You've really Did you have a, like, what this is like on topic, but kind of a little rabbit trail. Like what was it? Why did you want to go there in the first place to clean cars or what drew you to that place? Did you just like need a job and that like driving down the road and you're like, Oh, that looks fun. Or like, did you, did, was your family into cars? Were you into cars? I've always loved cars. Um, and I've always like been the type of person that, you know, I've got to be going and I have to be moving, Got it. but okay. in all honesty, I had just moved back from Florida, okay. um, cause I have family that lives in Florida and I've been a single mom for, since my daughter was born mm-hmm. and, um, I'm just like, dude, I, I, I gotta get some you just had to make it happen. Yeah. So I can find the job that I need, you Fair. know, I mean, yeah. I had elsewhere but i mean when you're a parent you'll flip burgers until you figure out what you need 100 you know I, mean? I have three kids myself <laughs> so i know exactly what you're talking about it's like yep rubber meets the road you got to do what you got to do yeah and and my boss i think kind of knew that about me a little bit and he mm. knew that like i had other skills that he could utilize so mm-hmm. he's like well instead of you looking for somewhere else like we're we're just gonna utilize you right here, and I'm telling you, it is so. I absolutely love working with cars every single day, getting to <laughs> test new products, mm-hmm. um, to try and try and see what the retail market is is going for, and getting to you know learn about all of these different tools like the roots. So all of our guys use roots, so like I've had to study on all of the stuff and understand all of it because you can't market something unless you know what you're talking about. hundred percent. It's just been, it's been so much fun. And I've actually taken your podcast because one of the things I've been trying to do, we've got 10 detailers in our building. Mm. Um, and one of the things I've been really trying to do because I help hire as well in my, in my directing assistant position, I had tried and hire guys in. So I'm like, okay, how do we create this feeling of, like, unity and mm-hmm. make these guys feel really good and feel like, okay, this is a professional thing. Like, this is an art. This is a skill. Mm-hmm. Like, make them proud of what they're doing. 100%. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so we've been, we've been working, like I said, on the certification classes. Um, but I, I found your podcast. I'm like mm. – okay, I need, you know, I need to get my brain thinking about detailing and, you know, I'll get online and research. And when I saw your podcast and started listening to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, I just landed on a gold mine. <laughs> and that's exactly, why, that's exactly why I, I'm going to take that audio out right there and play it in the beginning. Like, that's why I had you on the podcast, <laughs> just to say that. I'm teasing. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's like I told the guys, I'm like, while you guys are detailing 100%. and, you know, your friends are telling you, oh, you just clean cars for a living. I'm like, you need to be playing this stuff in your earbuds because yep. it's it's interesting the way that the automotive industry is changing. You've got Carvana's coming into place. You've got Tesla. Mm-hmm. So these, you know, 
the the buying experience is going to be changing. But one thing is not going to be changing is how vain people are right. and how much they want to look good while they're driving down the road. Mm-hmm. And to your point, that's kind of why I, you know, I wanted to start a podcast in the very beginning. But really, what I thought is, I'm just a detailer, right? So I that same thought pattern that you had was what I had back in 2014 is like, well, if I could detail cars and listen to something about detailing and like get better while I'm doing it, that would be amazing, you know? And then there was nothing. And I was like, I was shocked that there was no podcast about detailing, which is how I got the name, the auto detailing podcast. But, um, but then I was like, well, I don't think I know everything. So that's why I started interviewing people and, and, even continue to to this day and i because i think there's always something to learn and gleam uh out of these conversations you know and i'm just sitting here thinking like where you're at is like amazing and and to everyone listening you know we've you and i have interacted a few times on instagram but other than that i really don't know anything about you or or the business right so but but hearing it i'm like wow how smart of those um you know dealership owners to create this this place because I'm also a huge fan of like multiple streams of income, right? As a little side topic that I talk about sometimes. So it's like, I see that. And then for you, I'm like, wow, she starts as like this car washer, but then she's really like in this matrix of like this awesome organization with like a million paths to go for a career. You know, it's like, I'm like, this is awesome. I feel like, <laughs> and I love it. So I have no idea what that whole tangent was about other than to say, I'm, I like this. I like this conversation. How about that? But I think hey, there's, I, I think <laughs> how about I, I wrap it up in this bow? I like that. You know, I, I think dealership detailing and I've had a guy named Jim, jo- or Jim Jones, not the rapper, June Jones. He's in uh, Oklahoma as well. Did, or you're in Tennessee. He's in Oklahoma. Um, but I had him on the podcast because uh, a while back because he worked at a dealership doing detailing. Um, and I felt like to the retail detailer, dealership detailing has such a bad rap. But when I had June on the podcast, he talked about how there's so much growth opportunity within an organization like a dealership. And, and I kind of feel like that's that's kind of what you've really taken advantage of in a good way is kind of the, the growth opportunities that something uh, that has, I guess, as much financial backing as a dealership can to where you can really grow and expand your career within that organization. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really neat. Um, you know, we do a lot for the service drive too, because like I mm. said, we do wheel repair. Right. We do, um, we have two paintless dent repair, um, gentlemen that are in, in there 24 seven in our bays. And normally wow. that's just only mobile service. Right. Um, and you know, we can do small body repairs. So we've got a paint booth. We've also got, um, a 360 photo booth. So, wow. you know, like for the Lexus dealership, we actually have someone writing cosmetic damage reports and like they'll stand in that service lane and they'll, when those appointments come in, he'll, he'll run around and he'll write up all the damages and he'll write up if it needs detailed. And we, we port the cars to our building, get it done and, you know, get it done in under two hours and then get it back to the customer. So, I mean, there's, there's so many different angles. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've already got that tapped into it. So now it's like, you know, we're trying to join you guys. 
Like mm. we we want to get that retail business and figure out how to be mainstream and what 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 is it about us that's going to make customers want to come to us? You know, right? And that's what I was going to ask. That was going to be my next question. When you mentioned uh, a little while back, you mentioned retail. Did you mean I? When I first heard it, I thought maybe like having a retail showroom to like sell products. But is it is it that, or is it how are you trying to get the retail customer to bring their car? in there for detailing and restoration services? So right now, um, I'm handling all the SEM and the website mm. and stuff like that. And yep. I handle all of the social media accounts. So that's really um, just that. And then also, you know, getting interactive with the community. Um, I have to praise on the detailers for a second um, because we've got an amazing group of guys. The weekend of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. all... Uh, well, we had five detailers volunteer to do a car wash for the homeless veterans in our community. Wow. Um, with the Tennessee Valley Coalition for the Homeless. Um, so that's another thing. You know, we're getting engaged with the community and stuff. And it, I'm sorry, but if, if you've ever had employees, people don't want to volunteer at no. the time. They don't even want to work. <laughs> yeah. Let alone volunteer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, that's the way we're kind of trying to reach out into the community because we see all these smaller shops that it's like, you know, they've got, they've got their own style and, yep. you know, people come in and it's like a, a buying experience. And so we, we're trying to, you know, bring it to like, okay, we're not catering to, a, you know, a corporate business anymore. Like, mm. let's figure out how to make a customer feel like, wow, you know, give them that wow experience when they come in other than just the quality work. But right. We've got a small showroom, but um, it's just, you know, it's not what we're used to. So we're trying to get out there and, you know, be cool like you guys. And it it really (laughs) is two different, uh, like, are you finding it well i guess for the dealership side of things that's kind of on autopilot for you right because it's it's just coming in and you got the service guys maybe upselling or selling detailing services or room repair or whatever is that kind of on autopilot or or what kind of marketing and i i I realize that maybe kind of sounded rude but what kind of marketing goes into uh like offering the services at the dealership? Is it reaching other dealerships that these guys don't own? Um, and, and how does that marketing or SEM differ from like the retail side of things? Is it just having like a, like a sign out front and a nice like showroom? I, I, I don't know. Well, like, okay. So think about it. A, a customer comes in to purchase a car from a dealership. They have to have that, you know, they get all warmed up and they get, you know, that that time and that attention spent with them and the dealership, you know, hey, we're going to sell you this and this is what we can do for you. This is, you know, if, if you know anything about sales, you got to warm that person right. up to you. So you've sure. done that. The customer's already done that dance before they come to our building when it's, um, when, it, when we're servicing the dealership. Gotcha. But... So, so really, I mean, we're, we're at a place where we're trying to figure out, you know, you got to know what your brand is. You got to mm-hmm. know what you want your customers to feel when they walk into the room. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, so we're trying to figure out what our dance is with the customer when they come in and, and, um, you know, we've got a great group and we're going to figure it out and it's, you know, it's going to be amazing. Um, but as far as like the marketing goes, so I do business to business marketing. So I have to market to the dealerships. I don't market to their customers. Right. Right. So I market to the managers. I help the managers out. Hey, what can I do to help our services better you? Um, so I'm marketing to the, to the dealerships themselves. I don't deal one-on-one with customers, but then, you know, and you got to think about, you know, the psychographics of that, like they're what the dealership is wanting. And then compared to just, you know, John Doe walking down the street, his mentality is going to be a little different and it's a completely different demographic. So Mm -hmm. you have to have someone that really understands how to like navigate back and forth between this person, you know, is a retail customer and they're thinking one type of way. And then, you know, this person's already purchased everything from us across the dealership right. and they're just dropping their car off to, to get services done. So it's completely different as far as the marketing aspect, but it's, it's so much fun. Cause I mean, like I'm all over the place. I got to stay doing a million different things. So this is like probably is the best position. I've ever No kidding. Been in no, it's, life. it really seems like you're in like an amazing position and not only from the marketing standpoint, but I'm also seeing too, like, and you get to see like the rim repair, you get to see the dent repair, you get to see like the minor body damage repair, pro- probably like bumper resprays and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah. the, the things that you have your hands in are like, are, are really invaluable when you learn all those. What, um, so I have a few people that reach out that want to, maybe they live in a community with a lot of dealers. Um, what are some like marketing tactics that you, or, or maybe like tips that you could share with that person that's interested in going into the dealership side of things. Now, it's probably going to be a little bit different in the sense that uh, they will probably be uh, like not have a facility next door to the dealer, but maybe they would, right? So what what marketing tactics would you give or what advice would you give to a detailer that wants to attract or get more dealership work who do they talk to where do they start how can they do that um you know usually it's the um the gm that make that decision um so your general managers is who you're going to want to talk to talk trying to talk to a salesperson is going to you know get their attention but i mean you don't you you definitely want to talk to a general manager when you go to a dealership and you got to think about, it. I mean, it's all business, you know, there's, there's so much competition out there. If you, the biggest thing I can say when you are marketing yourself is what is it about your services or your details, or what is it that you do that sets you apart from the next person? Because that right there will help you get in the door because you got to think about it. You know, these mobile detailers and these mobile reconditioning places I mean, we deal with it all the time. We've got people trying to come to the dealerships and, you know, hey, I can do this dent repair real quick. And they'll come by once a week and their mobile dent repair, you know, and they try to get the business. And they do it at some of the dealerships. But, you know, so you got to think about, you know, this this overload of, you know, people that are in, in um, the market now. Mm-hmm. They're getting hit left and right. So, you know, they're, they're wanting something – they're they're wanting something to stand out. Like when the, when you're when you're going to sell yourself, like 
you know, why should, think about it, why should this dealership choose me over the other 10 guys that have already stopped by here trying to offer? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you've got to have that. And, I mean, that's just for anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and, and it could be something as simple as, I don't know, I mean, it could be something as simple as, you know, working, you know, in bulk. Like, mm. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, that's, no, that's yeah. really, that's really the, the biggest advice I could give. Just be is, different than everyone else because they get hit yeah. so many times every single week. How, how would you get to the GM though? Would it be like, Sweet. Do you just walk in and out? Hey, is the GM here? Obviously, you could do some research and find out his name, right, or her name. Um, well, but how do you get to the GM? All the all, if you go online and like if you go to the websites, you know most dealerships are going to have you know um, a list of employees with pictures. But gotcha. I mean, just walk in. I mean, if you're a business guy and you mean business and you know you've got quality and you know your stuff is worth. You know, it's all it's walking with confidence, go in there and say, hey, you know, I, I'd like to speak with the general manager. You definitely don't want to go in at the end of the month. Got because it. Because end of the month is always crazy at dealerships. That's a good you know, tip. So would, <laughs> so, so would the would the beginning of the month be good or would like the 10th through the 15th be like the ideal window? I would say the 10th through the 15th. Okay. Because the, the, the beginning of the month, they're trying to get all their salespeople going. And the end of the month, they're trying to wrap up everything from the month before. Gotcha. And get all those numbers. So, okay. That's a huge tip. Yep. No, that's a huge tip right there, right? Because timing, timing is very important, right? And if you go at the wrong time, you know, it may, you may be inflicting more work than you need to, right? So that's, that's a very, very good tip. Go in the middle of the month, not the beginning or the end. Love yeah. that. Um, yeah, go ahead. So yeah, that's no, that's that's really um, that's really all I have as far as. And you guys have you a know, huge shop, and 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 I know that dealership detailing. I'm looking at your guys' Facebook page right now as we talk, and I know that dealership detailing. I don't think it does as much anymore, but for for a long time, I feel like it got a bad rep, at least with. I guess, quote unquote, retail detailers. Um, but man, you guys have a, a great looking shop. Um, I mean, the pictures are great too, but but it's massive, massive. 30,000 30, square feet, roughly. So you have a 30,000 square foot, basically reconditioning facility. Yep. Any any kind of automotive, automotive cosmetic, or accessories upgrades, we do it in this building. We wow. are one stop. And, and you guys yep. got everything from the the. It looks like you have little carts with like chemicals ready to go, kind of like mini detail carts. It looks like that. Obviously, using Meguiar's, Doctor Color Chip, Rupes. I mean, you guys are like, you, you guys are there. Yeah, we. Um, what's neat for our detailers, um, they don't have to. They they actually can't bring any of their own tools in because we're very specific about the types of pads they use, the types of okay. uh, the compounds that they use, the waxes that they use. Mm-hmm. We, all of that is supplied to them and they all have to go through um, a certification class that teaches them about, you know, the, the pH levels and wow. why certain chemicals do some certain things. I mean, 
we take our detailing very, very seriously here, but we, we also clean $100,000 cars on mm-hmm. a regular basis from, you know, and it's not, it's, it's for a business, right. you know? Right, I, right. So we have to, <laughs> right. we have to produce quality all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But our, our detailers, uh, we have someone come in and change out their towels for them. I mean, because that, that's how much we're rocking every day. Like, they wow. have no time to slow down. To do we anything. Never, we never stop. We never, never stop with details. Never run out. Wow. And we're blessed for that. We're very, very blessed for that. Yeah, that's amazing. Are you seeing, I was talking to my friend, uh, Marty Hill, who also does a podcast, says the Pints and Polishing podcast, and he's actually in Oklahoma too, and he's... Uh, he does a little bit of service for dealerships on the chemical side of things. And he's been saying, and so I want to pose this question to you. May, you may not be seeing it or may be seeing it, but are, are customers starting to come in asking for like ceramic coatings more or with like all these, all these companies running massive Facebook ads, uh, whether that be the top code F11 or the hydrosilics or the shine armor or whatever. Um, with so much uh, ad spend being pumped into these quote unquote ceramic, uh, whether it be a spray and wipe or a true ceramic coating, have you seen that in in your shop of like customers asking for that more or or I guess less usage of stuff like a liquid wax um, and and people trying to opt for these like quote unquote ceramic sprays or coatings. Um, so we are seeing that more, especially here in Knoxville. We've got, um, a ceramic pro in our area. Um, we've got, we've got, you know, a lot of different ceramics going and being, and being marketed. We are actually testing, um, several different ceramic coatings right now. And it's funny that you said pints and polishing podcast. Yeah. I got some chemicals from him, and I've got a cup sitting here on my. Oh, bed. cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he send you? Um, his coating, or or? Uh... I'm guessing it was his coating. So my distributor, I I have my distributor um, with McGuire's. Okay. He he helps me hunt down chemicals because gotcha. I just have something going on. I'm like, hey, we need ceramics. I need you to send me like ten different ceramics because yep. we've got to get this guy ceramics. Um, and because there's a need, you know, yep. um, the only thing that I see with the ceramic coating is, I, I mean, part of me feels like, is it's just going to be a trend? Yeah. Okay. You know, yep. um, because it's really high price, you know, you're only hitting a cer- certain demographic with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're, we're testing them right now and, um, yes. To answer your question, there are people coming in asking for it. Um, so, yeah. It's, gotcha. It's, just yeah. curious. Just just yeah. curious because it's interesting to see. It's like I compare coatings to like the clay bar. Like customers have no idea what it does, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. general consensus is that they think it removes scratches, right? So, and I'm like, man, the clay bar has been out forever seemingly, right? And they still have no idea what it is, but they want it, right? Because they know it's good in some fashion. And I just feel I'm eager to see if the same thing is going to happen with coatings where customers just want it. They don't really know what it is or what it does, but they've just heard it so much. They just want it. So 
I wondered, you know, on on the dealership side of things, if if that was the case. So that's that's interesting to see it. It it is. It is. Yeah, I mean, you you you've got of course your car enthusiasts. They're going to know about it. Of course, it and right. But you know, for for me, you know, seeing this, it's like when I go, I, I'm I'm want to find the best ceramic coating mm-hmm. that is going to be able to be affordable for us to offer it to a wider range of people. And I just noticed Meguiar's came out with this retail spray, this ceramic yep. spray in one spray. Yep. I'm dying to try that. Like yeah. I, I call my distributor. I'm like, why do I not have a bottle of this yet? I need this now. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the, uh, the hybrid ceramic? Oh gosh. what The hybrid ceramic wax. Yep, so, the yep. three-in-one. Well, what's yep. well, what's interesting about that that spray-on ceramic wax is that it's a it's actually a retail product. Yeah. It's not even a, yep. in their professional line. So it's I'm eager to try it as well. I just did some videos on the M110 and and had some lengthy talks with Michael Stoops and Mike Pennington about about those products. But yeah, when I saw Meguiar's launch that too, I'm like, whoa, interesting play to the retail market. And I actually I I thought some quote unquote professional detailers would hate that, that it went to the retail market. <clears throat> Excuse me. And especially with Maguire's, the Maguire's marketing is so stinking smart. So smart. They're yep. just like, okay, you guys are going to offer this ceramic coating to only one type of person. Well, we're just going to dominate by making it affordable mm-hmm. to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, and they've done that with their, their, uh, ultimate all wheel cleaner. That's a phenomenal yeah. decon uh, remover. They did it with the uh, Meguiar's Fast Finish. That's another phenomenal. And I love how they name it too. They name it, they put the word wax in there because that's the term that the retail public knows. You know, they don't know sealant or or not yet coating. Sealant never really caught on in my neck of the woods. Uh, people were constantly confused by a wax and a sealant. Um and, and and coating hasn't quite caught on, but when they called it a ceramic wax, I'm like, oh man, nailed it. <laughs> and then it's a consumer grade product, or or not consumer grade, but but marketed to the consumer. That's I, and I think it's amazing for detailers because I think it's bringing that ceramic term down to the layman, which will in turn benefit professional detailers when they you know customers get uh, well acquainted with that that word. Yeah. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed here in our market, um, you know, and I think it's probably the same way everywhere, but everything I see on our um, SEO mm-hmm. is wheels, 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 wheels. So I'm, you know, we've got express services over in the Lexus service drive, and I'm actually in the middle of doing some research on a product that is going to be specifically for wheels that can be applied in two hours. Okay. But but for that kind of a customer, like you're thinking, okay, this person person's bought a Lexus. Like right. it has to be a product that absolutely blows your mind. And you're talking money. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And you're talking about some sort of protective coating on the rim that would like repel brake dust or something, or or prevent erosion. Yeah. Or okay. Yeah, and I've seen a couple different products. I guess you know one thing that just is kind of you know weird and crazy to me is that. You know, you you apply these coatings, these ceramic coatings on vehicles, and then you can't run them through a car wash. (laughs) And it's like, that's really limited. 
that's really, really limiting to a consumer, you know? I mean, maybe that person doesn't always hand wash their car. Right. You know? Well, and that's where and that's where a lot of uh, detailers are getting themselves in trouble is and kind of where it's adding confusion to the, the ceramic marketplace is that, you know, these the coating companies are selling it as this like extremely hard layer, right? This extremely hard barrier. But then you have to maintain it in like like it's super, super delicate. Right? Yeah, so don't I, Right. Don't do anything. Dry it with a blow dryer and don't touch it with a towel. And it's like, (laughs) you know, wait a second. Like, and this is why I've said for a long time for detailers to not tie themselves to a specific brand too heavily, like never put a brand over your own company name because it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, you know, these, these coding brands obviously don't really care because they're willing to sell anything, but it's just to the consumer. It's insane that to, to your main selling point is the hardness of the coating. Yet to your point, it's like no, don't run it through a, don't run it through a tunnel wash. Like why would you do that? That's gonna ruin the coating. And it's like, but I thought it was, and and I've actually had a customer take a detailer to small claims court over this exact issue, and that detail what? shop lost because the customer was not informed properly. They, yeah. you know, they in their mind. And it was basically, it was a miscommunication on their end, right? I got pulled in as a third party and kind of dragged through the mud on that. But the the issue was with the customer was like, I thought this was like bulletproof. And now you're telling me it's super sensitive. Like, what did I even pay for then? You know, mm-hmm. any, anyway, that's, I think my personal opinion is not that anyone asked, but like the, the ceramic spray wax and these spray and these spray and seals or spray like these ceramic coating lights um, are going to be kind of the, the wave and the, the long-term uh, ceramic coating in a bottle is kind of going to not fizzle, but not be as, I mean, there's, there's a lot of holes in it, you know, not only with the hardness thing and then not run it through a tunnel, uh, but you never see that customer again, or they have to come back for yearly maintenance and it's like, mm-hmm. well, what's the point of a yearly maintenance? I thought this was like a lifetime thing, you know. A lot of confusion for the end end customer there. And and I and I see where you know ceramic coating is going to fit one type of person. That's going to be the type of person that has you know an old classic car, and they keep it it's somewhere parked. They don't do a whole lot with it, and then when they want to take it to a car show or something like that, they want to have it protected during you know transportation and they want to you know have it just shine like have that immaculate shine to it or you know a collector a person who collects cars something i mean i can see the ceramic coating staying in that particular market but your everyday drivers i mean you know mcguire's just nailed it Mm -hmm. you know let's do something that's in a bottle that's affordable that you know isn't as extreme Yep. But it still does the same thing, kind of, you know? Totally, so. totally. Mikkel, this has been amazing. Is there anything that uh, we haven't covered that you've wanted to cover? Um, and if not, how can people find you, kind of follow along with Parkside and, and follow along that journey? Um, so you can go to our website at parksidedetailandaccessories.com. We're also on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook. And 
uh, you know, I, I'm on the messengers. If you guys have questions, I, you know, love like sitting down and talking with you today. I love answering questions, you know, check us out, see what we do, like us, support us, you know, we'll, we'll do the same back for you all. And let's just keep making uh, detailing a more fabulous job. 